From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Yeah, another episode of The Unfiltered with yours truly. We're back from a hiatus, your turkey day hiatus, Thanksgiving. I hope you guys enjoy uh, the start of this episode. Uh, as I, you know, summary level of all the sports, it's hard to get to everything all at once, you know, day in and day out, because we reserve uh, hockey for one night, basketball for another, football for two days, pre and post games. Uh, and sometimes we need a break, and you guys need a break, or you guys have other content you got to listen to, and I respect that. But uh, we take this time off around the holidays, a week here, a week there, so we can recharge and, and enjoy life. And that's kind of what I've been on. I got to sit back and be a fan. I got to be a sit back and be a citizen. I got to sit back and just be uh, just a, a, a guy, a jack, and just another guy uh, as far as watching sports, be comfortable, uh, seeing things. I was out on, you know, just, you know, traveling, especially for our teams and also non-traveling. I'll try to get to all that within the next half hour of this episode. You have something to listen to because uh, we got the updated of the uh, the schedule uh, for the shows. Of course, Tuesday with the hockey. Uh, we'll talk Tuesday. I was going off our squad uh, on that Tuesday episode, right? But then, of course, on Wednesday on the hoops, Thursday with the football. So, uh, you know, I wanted to start off with the World Cup. Uh, we don't talk a lot of soccer. And if you watch a lot of my posts personally, I try to get more involved or more engaged with soccer. You see me post little by little on the MLS level, and you see me congratulate the LA, LA Galaxy uh, for winning the MLS Cup. Uh, I mean, they were the best team, obviously, right? I mean, not, not the Galaxy, the LA, LAFC. LAFC, the best team in, in soccer, along with them in the Philadelphia Union uh, in, on the Eastern Conference of MLS, but... Uh, but but now we're in the World Cup stage, and I see a lot of fans are into it, and that's a very good thing because I, I used to be one of those people, right? I used to be one of those people who was anti-soccer. I remember watching World Cups as a kid. It was boring to me. It was uninteresting because the game or the way I looked at the game as a youngster, it was not a lot of scoring. It was it would put me to sleep. I would go to sleep like in, you know right in the middle of the game. But when you get older and you understand sports from an athletic perspective, and especially when some things you see me post uh, on social media when it comes to health and things of that nature, I really appreciate soccer maybe, let's say, over the last seven years, more than I ever have since, you know, when I was younger. And then now the World Cup is back in uh, Qatar, uh, and you have a lot of these games popping off. Uh, You've seen... Um, Japan beat up on on Germany, uh, and I think in the Group E con, uh, in the, in the, in the uh, Group E uh, setting, Spain put up a seven spot on Costa Rica. I mean, Costa Rica is not really all that let's say good compared to Spain, but seven goals is like a World Cup record, right? Um, even the United States, uh, where <laughs> you saw me on Twitter, apologize to the, uh, to the uh, United States team. Because I said before that game, when we played England, because England's a powerhouse, right? A soccer a soccer powerhouse. And I said they were going to um, 
destroy the United States. <laughs> I said they were going to destroy the United States. I was tweeting my ass off and just just discrediting the United States as far as giving them a chance to win. And a 0-0 tie is literally a moral victory for the United States. However, they still need a win Tuesday to advance. So by the time you guys listen to what I have to say on the World Cup level, uh, they have a couple of days or maybe one or two business days to uh, get their act together and win a game to move on to the next round. Uh, you know, you know, Brazil is always in it. Uh, Saudi Arabia with the big upset, right? We talked, we talked about that. Uh, oh no, we saw that happen with Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia beat up on uh, Argentina. Um, it's crazy, man. Uh, it, it, it's, it's been interesting. You, know, you saw fans in the stands, of course. So y'all know what happened around the world. Um, I think even uh, yesterday, Mexico lost back to Argentina, even though they bounced back from that loss, Argentina, because they're 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 going to be a threat as well. We always talk about Belgium, uh, UK, or England in perspective, and you know, of course, Argentina. But Mexico, uh, they got the loss, and I know Costa Rica with a bounce back win after uh, seven goals and beat uh, to beat Japan, who beat up on Germany. So that's kind of where we are right now in the World Cup standings right now. That game actually happened earlier today or late. Uh, and the night in Qatar as well. Uh, I think Canada is eliminated at this point. Um, I think they lost to Croatia today. Um, but, yeah, the game's tomorrow. We look at it on Monday, Brazil and Switzerland and Uruguay and Portugal. Uh, like I said, United States and Iran. If United States, they played that game, I think, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time will be nighttime out there. So uh, the games have been fun. And the reason why I say about soccer, why I appreciate it, is because of the fitness. I think it's the, it's the world-renowned sport. We all know every part of the world respects soccer. They love soccer, right? And, and the fact that um, the, you have – it's a non-continuous game. The clock doesn't stop. You have to be in very tip-top shape to play a sport like that. You know, you can't use your hands, of course. It's uh, hand-eye coordination, feet, uh, uh, coordination with your feet. And it's non-stop cardio. And it's not, really no breaks unless their coach takes you out in substitution while the clock is running. And you have to be in the best shape and versus the best guys in the world who are in that type of conditioning. So um, that on that level of the World, uh, the world Cup, to me, has – gotten a lot of, I guess you could say, uh, uh, fan-level fare. They, they've gotten a lot of uh, – uh, a lot of people who I did not think would watch was watching, and that's a good thing, man. I mean, it's something to watch during, especially around this time of the year. Uh, around, we're very busy with sports with our own leagues here in the state. So I uh, just wanted to get that out, uh, shout that out on the World Cup level. I'll definitely be continuing it. Uh, tune in. We'll put some up on the uh, on the pages, and you always refer to the websites uh, of the World Cup, uh, how the game plan is going on, so on and so forth. I got to say this. I got to say this. Um, the big game. Let's talk about the big game on Saturday, uh, this past Saturday. Um, big Ten. The rivalry is officially back, Michigan and Ohio State. And it has been a back-to-back years. Michigan has won. Uh, last year they won that big game when they were ranked number six. Uh, they won. Uh, it, it was a big game for Michigan, of course, for the obvious reasons, because they haven't beaten Ohio State in, very, in a very, very long time. And they haven't won in Columbus in 20-plus years. Well, if you really think about it, they only play, they play each – at each other's places every other year. So let's just say about 10, 11 times they haven't won in Columbus. 
Ohio State has dominated this uh, rivalry in the uh, 21st century. And it was good to see Michigan actually uh, finally get a win last year at home. And now you fast forward to uh, this past Saturday where they're top three ranked. Okay, uh, Ohio State is number two and Michigan is number three. Um, and Donovan Edwards really sealed the deal in that fourth quarter, man. I mean, they played hard-nosed, run the rock down your throat type of football in that fourth quarter. Uh, Ohio State, um, what a fantastic offense, you know, with C.J. Stroud and Marcus Harrison Jr. uh, at wide receiver. They got talent. They definitely have talent. The game came down to that because the winner of that game obviously goes to the Big Ten Championship, right? So I'm watching this game. I'm very excited for this game. Don't don't miss I mean, all the other games, all the other um, regional games. You got Clemson, South Carolina, where South Carolina beats Clemson, Alabama, Auburn, Iron Bowl, Baylor, Texas, UCLA, California. I mean, you have these, uh, you know, the, the respective regional games, Mississippi State, Mississippi. But this was the big one, Michigan, Ohio State. This was the probably the biggest game of the year. And I hate to say cliches because it seems like every time Alabama plays somebody in the SEC uh, this season, it was a big game up until that point where they played Tennessee, they played Ole Miss, or when Tennessee played Georgia. But this was the big one, Ohio State, Michigan, a non-SEC game. And, that, and that's actually good for college football because every big game was out of the SEC this year. And that win was a very big statement win for Michigan. And especially for uh, head coach uh, Jim Harbaugh, we've seen him get destroyed by media personnel over his years since he left the uh, 49ers to go to Michigan, his alma mater, to uh, coach for the uh, Wolverines in Ann Arbor, right? So uh, for years, they've struggled versus Ohio State. They just have. Uh, whether Jim Trestle was there, uh, Urban Meyer was there. You know, Ohio State has always had Michigan's number for the entire 21st century. And to see Michigan pull away the way they did in that fourth quarter, and, and you know, it was, what, three hours apart between Ar- Ann Arbor to Columbus? Uh, good for those Michigan fans. I've seen a lot of them in the lower part of the bowl behind the Michigan bench. The Michigan fan, uh, Michigan players were celebrating at center field, uh, Ohio State, uh, stomping on the uh, the uh, ground, and uh, the rivalry's back because it was one sided for so long. It's almost like the Alabama Auburn situation in the sense of Alabama. Let's say over the last twenty years has dominated it, except for like a couple of games here and there, like the one year Cam Newton was on Auburn, what, 2010, and they ended up going on and winning the national championship. And you remember the, the game, they returned the uh, the uh, the punt, 106 yards, to win that game with Eli Stone, and that game, and that, that Auburn game. Uh, you know, they, they've had some close games. They have some better games as far as rivalry. But Michigan-Ohio State for so long, man, over the, since the 60s, 70s and 80s. It's been back and forth. It's got, and the real thing about that rivalry, like in the 80s, the 80s and early 90s, Michigan kind of had Ohio State's number. And then let's say fast forward, it was been a little bit of back and forth in the 90s. You know, there was a trade off and wins and shit like that. But uh, to the 2000s, mid 2000s and up, they destroyed. I mean, they destroyed Michigan. And it's good to see that particular that particular uh, rivalry back. So kudos to. Um, uh, to Michigan and going on to the Big Ten Championship, uh, you know Georgia's and you know when you look at the big picture as far as the teams going to compete going to compete for the national championship as far as the playoff, 
uh, <laughs> you got the uh, you know you got the SEC championship going to be coming up after this. Uh, Georgia, you know LSU, call it for what it is—a trap game versus what Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, I mean, no, it wasn't Mississippi State. It was the same colors. Uh, it was uh, Texas A&M lose to them. You know, Texas A&M struggled. They lost like six, seven games in a row at one point, right? So uh, uh, big games uh, coming down the pike, and then of course whoever wins the Big Ten is going to be up in that mix. Um, Georgia, it, it, they beat you know hold on to beat LSU. They should be the proverbial favorite at this point. Um, we'll see how the how the rankings shape up after this weekend. By the time uh, Monday Tuesday roll around, we'll see where the rankings, and then you got the conference championship game. It's going to be fun next weekend to watch. So that's uh, that's pretty much that on that level. I, I enjoyed the college football, man. I really did. Um, uh, this weekend, especially specifically in Columbus, I I really wanted to go to that game, but I was so tired, right? I, I was so beat because over the last month I've been going all over the places for my teams, you know. So and I'll get into a little bit of that um, in in a few. But the point is, I was tired. I was just kind of wanted to chill, just wanted to rest and relax, catch up on some of my shows, and don't forget. You could tweet at me and send me a message, inbox me or something. Tell me what shows I need to be watching, and I'll definitely check it out. Because I use a little bit of this downtime when we're not producing episodes uh, on the forum for the fans to do normal shit. Like, I like watching TV shows and movies, man. I was on a big Liam Neeson uh, binge watch over the last week. Uh, I think he produces... Uh, has fantastic action movies, underrated catalog. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of that, man. Um, I, I mean, you can. I mean, you think about it like this. Look at the episode when we were in Jacksonville at Lady Blue's Lady Cave. That was an unexpected trip, but made the trip nonetheless to go rock out with uh, the you know the stakeholders and shout outs to Kristen, shout outs to Chris, of course, co-host here on the Blue Blue Show, shout outs to Doors and Lady Blue. Uh, the, the do that episode in her lady cave, and then turn around and go to Seattle. You know, you call, you heard me call into that post game, and I was on that pregame. Yeah, I was on the pregame for that, right? Yeah, I was on it because I did the picks. Uh, did the post game in Seattle after we lost to the Seahawks by two touchdowns, right? And then turned around and went to Nashville with a couple of buddies. You know, with my buddy, uh, shout out to Francis. Uh, went to Nashville Rangers game. And um, I, and now a little bit about that trip. I was, man, I got so hammered out there. <laughs> I don't mind putting on my business like that, man. I, I had a good time, man. You saw me I, I, you know, the, at the party foul with the hot chicken and, you know, having sips on Broadway. It got a little carried away. I was tired and falling asleep in the stands at that game. And the Rangers ended up losing anyway. And then when I went back to watch some of that game, the stuff I missed, I'm like, we didn't really miss much. We just had a lot of shots on goal that night. You heard me talk about it on the Rink Podcast with Ranger probably the following Tuesday. But uh, I had a good time on that. And then, as you know, I did my vacation in South America. I had a good time with that, man. And, and that's the one thing I didn't get on that. Oh, there was a couple of things I didn't do on that trip that I um, – that was actually pre-planned. It was one of them was to attend a soccer game, and that got canceled because of a Bad Bunny concert that was in the city at that time. So I had plans to attend a, a huge soccer uh, event. I really wanted to soak in that vibe from a fan perspective, a neutral fan perspective. I don't really have a team uh, locally, 
in, in South America where, you know, I could just rock out and be a cuz. So that's some things like there's some sports like college football. I'm kind of neutral. Uh, uh, soccer, world soccer, MLS, same shit. Like I'm not a really uh, a fan or a diehard fan of the Red Bulls or NYCFC. I do follow the teams because they're locally, but but at the same time, I don't have a squad like like I do the teams I've been rooting for for the last 35 years in the Nick Giant Rangers. That's just that's not that's just not it. But I really wanted to. That's one thing on that trip. I really wish I did was attend a soccer game and enjoy the energy, the crowd rocking in that arena uh, for a fun time. Um, but that got canceled, and I mean, maybe in the future I could make amends and try to attend one and again in the future. Uh, as I go around the rest of sports, you know, I say a little bit about the college football. Uh, NFL, let's start with the NFL. Um, let's see, we, we could talk about those Thanksgiving games. We'll start with the Bills and Lions, where the Lions had a chance to actually win that game. Uh, ended up tying the Bills under a minute. Uh, and then the Bills went right back down the field and kicked the game win and field goal. So the Bills, uh, I, I think they what they did, right, because that was the week we were not on talking sports, right? They had the uh, neutral site game versus the Browns because of the uh, snowstorm in, uh, West, in, in, in the 716 in western New York, right? So they moved the game to uh, Detroit. And I think after that game, after they beat the Browns, and that was a close game too, after they beat the Browns, they, I think they did fly back to Buffalo just to fly back to Detroit again to play that Thanksgiving game. So it's like almost would – would I even call it a home field advantage for the Lions? I, I probably would not say that, knowing that when when you're a team and you're sitting in the, in the uh, same hotel, perhaps, I think that's what they did, and you played in the same venue, you, 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 the sound system, you know exactly where the clocks are in, in the stadium when you've been there back-to-back weeks – it actually helps you a lot. Um, the familiarity of uh, the scene, the stadium and the scenery and talking about the Buffalo Bills, a uh, good win for them on the road in the um, that first Thanksgiving game. And then, of course, you know, our, you know, our team, we lost late an egg versus the Cowboys. And I know I will talk a little bit about that. I know that's probably going to be more for um, Thursday when we pre- have the preview versus the Commanders. But all I say, I'll say this about that Giant game. I didn't expect the Giants to win, right? I just just don't. The Giants have benefited off a soft schedule. They've um, they won all most of the games that they needed to win. Now the tough cookies have come. They laid an egg, thorough bad egg versus the Lions, right? I heard that post game. I think I was going, I was traveling to Peru, and I heard the post game. Uh, once I got some Wi-Fi connection, I had to download it to the uh, to my to my phone, uh, and I heard the stakeholder shouts to Chris leading an excellent post game in that loss versus the Lions, where the Giants just did not show up. But we'll talk about that on Thursday. But fa- fast forward these Sunday games as I'm watching it, these are terrible, terrible Sunday games. Like I like as I am talking to you right now, I just came off watching that overtime win with the Browns over the Buccaneers. That, you know, outside of – if there's nothing else to watch. Like, I think they got the Packers-Eagles on Sunday Night Football, right? But the 1 o'clock games were just bad, god-awful. Uh, they had no interest in it. Like, the Panther-Bronco game and uh, the West Coast game, Seattle and uh, Vegas. I mean, I, and I know the Rams and, and the Chiefs are playing as, as I record, but everything else at 1 o'clock was just a thud. Like, no interest. The, the Dolphins and Texans was like – I'd rather have been asleep. I'd rather have been minding my business. 
Um, the NFL may run into some of these back-to-back week games uh, or, or these week games. I got to see what the what the next week games are. We'll probably talk about it on Thursday as we get to it. But yeah, I, I thought the the NFL games uh, post uh, Turkey Day Thanksgiving eh, pretty bad, pretty bad, pretty bad. NBA, let's talk hoops real quick. Real quick on the hoops, uh, the Celtics look phenomenal. It's going to, listen, in the East, it really comes down to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. I've seen enough basketball. I mean, unless there's a trade out there, then I'm not seeing that where Philadelphia can improve their stock or if um, Brooklyn can improve their rebounding because that's all they necessarily need is a rebounder and a, block, a guy who can block shots. That's killing them in the middle. Everybody else can't touch the Bucks, can't touch the Celtics. Uh, you heard we talk about the next weekend and week out. Of course, they're just not going to go anywhere because they have no defense whatsoever. And and, and that, that's some there's some things about that that I um you know when you take a week off from the the sports it does weigh on you when you're a big loyal fan like I am. I would have called myself a diehard, right? I'm a loyal fan, and the Knicks sometimes will frustrate you. Uh, just like the Rangers, no different with the Rangers this season. With this up and down, inconsistent play. Even though they went three and two on the road trip, they came back home, lose to Portland in overtime, gave up a Knicks inflate to Jeremy Grant, what forty plus points. Anthony Simmons is a pretty good player. I, I don't see why he would not score thirty plus against us. But Jeremy Grant, what forty, what is it, forty four points against us? I mean, that's something definitely got to talk about. But that should not be happening, right? So. The Knicks going to play the Grizzlies uh, by the time this episode has concluded or me uh, sounding off on just around the sports. Just up and down, we'll talk about that on Wednesday with our squad. But around the NBA, the point is, I'm thinking about any team out the West. The West, I don't – like, the Celtics, to me, have that mojo going. They definitely have it going. Them and the Bucks. So that's the debate to me. Who – I mean, I probably would give it to Milwaukee, but I could see – uh, the Celtics that and them going seven, and the Celtics could take it. You know what I'm saying? But Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reason why the, the Celtics, I think the main reason why they beat them last year was no Chris Middleton uh, in that playoff series. Even if he played, maybe the Celtics win. But this year, it's definitely coming down to those two teams in the East, where in the West, it's really wide open. Like, I mean, I think the Nuggets are a sleeper. Uh, the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. I, I think the Pelicans, when healthy, are a very, very good basketball team. Phoenix has not been the same team because they got a lot of controversial uh, inclusion issues. Uh, I mean, from the ownership, that's really bad, right? All the shit that was going on off the court with them, and also the contract situation with DeAndre Ayton. Uh, it's kind. Of, I think it, it, it kind of shows. Uh, you know, Chris Paul's been hurt. It just doesn't do it for me with them. Maybe the Clippers, as much as depth that, that they have, because they can really turn it on and off. They have a lot of depth, and they're playing a lot of low, uh, low management on this team as of right now. So, um, yeah, I don't see a team in the West like that that could take the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks. I really don't. I, I really just don't, man. Um uh, let me see. Uh, let me get to the NHL real quick. If anything on the NHL, we'll talk about the Rangers on Tuesday and get to the depth of that. But everything outside of that has been – I mean, they had the bad loss versus the Oilers. That's like the worst loss of the year. Uh, we'll talk about that on Tuesday. But around the hockey, though, in general, the Devils are doing their fucking thing. Um, 
And, you know, Boston has come back down to earth a little bit. I know Toronto has gained some momentum and catching them in the standings. Uh, and then you already know Tampa Bay is going to be lurking around somewhere, right? They're they're just going to be around. Uh, but, uh, every, you know, in the East, man, who would have thought, <laughs> who would have thought when we started our, our hockey series, right, in the offseason that, out of the three teams in the tri-state, that the Rangers will be in third, like at third, they'd be the third place team out of the Islanders and the Devils, or the Devils have played excellent hockey. The Rangers just can't get out of their way, man. And and it's scary because as bad as Pittsburgh has played, they're better, they're they're better in points with them, and the defense has gotten ex- exposed. I you know, I'm going to bring that up on Tuesday. I mean, when I talked to those gentlemen on Tuesday, I told them about the Islanders, man, about the bad the bad deal or the bad break they have for 13 road games to start off their season last year. Like, like that's a good team. But I didn't think the Devils would be first place better as far as three full games better than the second place team in the, uh, the, in, in the Metro. You know, the Carolina Hurricanes have struggled, too. So that's the interesting thing about hockey. Year to year, you just really don't know. It's fun to play the guessing game. It's almost as unpredictable like playing the lotto numbers. But, man, the, the, but the, the teams in the East, especially in our division, who would have thought that it would have been Jersey at the top of the division after Thanksgiving and then the Islanders? Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? And then, ha! <laughs> And then also in the West, which is really crazy. I mean, I understand, like, Colorado's just kind of cruising along. They're the defending champs. No surprise there if they're, like, top two. At worst, third. Uh, I know St. Louis was looking bad at first about a month ago, and they've kind of turned it around with a lot of the winning. Um, That's been a really up-and-down division as well in the Central because the Blackhawks look like – but people thought – well, I didn't – not me, but people thought they were just going to come around and – and they, they just went fell back down through the earth as well. But in the West, you know, in the in the Pacific, where the Vegas Golden Knights, where a lot of people wrote them off because of a lot of the moves they made in in, in the all season, they're running away. Well, not running away, but they're currently in first. You know, so shout outs to them. And then of course college basketball is back. And this is the last one I'm gonna touch on. Uh, I think I got to everything right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll get to my stuff. I'll be real quick on college basketball. It's good to see college basketball back. The Cougars are doing their thing. They're undefeated right now. Uh, I think Kansas had lost one. Uh, they've been fun to watch. And I love when they do the uh, ACC Big Ten uh, matchups out uh, in, in college basketball. I don't trust Gonzaga still. Never had. Oh, I will say never had. Because I trust them one year and they burnt me, right? That's Gonzaga for you, right? Uh, Duke, Indiana. Um, Auburn's got a good team too. Don't sleep on the Auburn Tigers. That's Bruce Pearl's team. Shout out to the uh, Auburn Tigers. Um, you know, I saw uh, what's that team? It was Michigan State that beat Kentucky. And I think I talked about a b- little bit about that with Dom, the great Dom and the Donato DP on Twitter on, on the uh, the hoop episode. But Michigan State competes, and then you you kind of expect that uh, out of uh, out of uh, a, 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 a Tom Izzo team, but um, Maryland, the Terrapins, shout-outs to the Terrapins. They're doing a thing. Watch out for my Connecticut Huskies. Shout-outs to the UConn Huskies. Uh, right now, they had a big win over Alabama. And at Portland, that Phil Knight tournament, I watched a lot of that game. Uh, so they're undefeated. They got some nice transfers that come in. 
better point guard play. You know, so they'll go in the middle. So shout outs to them. All right, let me wrap this up because I want to wrap this up because listen, I, the one of the things me day to day talking sports with you guys, right? I love the fact I could go around the country or even hit hop continents here and there because I'm gonna start doing that more now because I needed that, right? The fact that I could share my life experiences with you guys and talking sports and, and take pictures and, and stuff like that. And the, the important message all along, even since we started this platform, is watch the games for yourself, have your own opinion, and get out and see the world. That's the It's a simple message, but I'm going to continue to promote that. And I realized doing a lot of the simple things over the last month, going to Nashville, going to Seattle, going to um, – uh, 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 I went to Panama, you know what I'm saying, and back in uh, Labor Day weekend, and of course, South America, and things like that nature, right? Uh, Jacksonville for the annual tailgate uh, festivities, but, you know, more so to rock with the stakeholders and talk sports, man. It's just, it, it, it's all about life experiences, man. So, continue, you got to get out. Don't be fearful of what's out there in the world. Do your homework, do your research, and use common sense and be all right. All right, man. You know, I was kind of light on this episode on Unfiltered. Just want to get back into the flow of things. It's just kind of like, it's like, it's like, um, like you know, like a, a skater round. It's like a warm up link, a, a layup line uh, in basketball, or, or Oklahoma drills in football. You just gotta get in the flow of things. Gonna be watching a little bit of the World Cup and have some good times, man. Yo, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, man. Listen, this is the Bleed Blue Show. We are fun with what we do. We've been doing this for a long time. And we're going to try to add different content variety to make the platform more fun. And the platform is supposed to be fun. That's the whole thing, you know? So, until next time, the schedule, the website, Bleed Blue Show. Check it out and look forward to talking sports with you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Sangre, let's go. Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.